0: Hey guys, Graham here. It's Friday, which means we get to share with you another one of our most popular clips from a past interview. This week, Bob Costas. This trending clip comes from our TikTok. Hope you enjoy. I was talking to your longtime producer, uh, Bruce Kornblatt. Yes. And he brought up a conversation you once had with Wayne Gretzky Mm -hmm. about how, when he's skating down the ice, everything just slows down.
1: Yeah. How is that similar for you with television? When I'm at my best, I feel comfortable being on the air. I feel as if the preparation can be brought to bear, but that I'm also spontaneous enough, and it's fluid enough, that if something I couldn't have anticipated happens or something just pops into my head, that I can respond to that in the moment, that I can draw upon something I know or some aspect of my personality can connect to it. In what ways are you a perfectionist? In more ways than I care to list. And on the one hand, being a perfectionist is a good thing because you're holding yourself to a certain standard. And you're not saying, well, because I've done well 500 times before, the 501st is one where I can rest on my laurels. I'll think about how I could do it better the next time, or Why the hell didn't I think of that in the moment? I'll give you just one example. Game six of the 1995 World Series. Um, Cleveland against the Braves in Atlanta. The Braves are up three games to two. The Braves had been in the World Series three times since 1991 and could never close the deal. To that point, they were clearly the team of the decade. So what I did say made sense in the moment. Marquise Grissom makes the catch, and I say, the team of the 90s has its world championship. Okay, it's serviceable, it's decent. And not more than five seconds later, this pops into my head, Atlanta at last. Now that's good, but it's five seconds too late. I still remember what I didn't say as much as what I did say. They talked to
0: a number of people close to you, and everybody said you have
1: a photographic memory. Your thoughts? I've never bought into that completely because photographic means that in truth you absolutely recall everything. My memory was always very sharp. I think it's still probably sharper than the average person my age, but I see some diminution. Do you? Yeah, I can't as instantly recall what I'm looking for. It's still good, but it's not quite at whatever level it once was. I will give you a demonstration that I've never done before. I was bored in like the fourth grade. And back then, kids had pencil boxes. And this particular pencil box had all the presidents. And so, because I was bored and not paying attention, I memorized all the presidents. And you're gonna notice that I'm gonna slow down when it gets to Lyndon Johnson, because now I have to think of them consciously. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland, Harrison, Cleveland again, McKinley, Roosevelt, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, Hoover, Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, Biden. Well, but there are other things that I'm completely inept at. One good thing about me is I don't pretend to stuff I can't do. I never, although I have pretty good knowledge of the subjects that I talk about, if someone asks me about something that I'm not really up to speed on, I never fake it. Mm -hmm. I say, I don't know. How do you prepare for an interview? And what's your process for writing questions? I usually write bullet points uh areas that i want to get into i never write out the question word for word and one of the worst things you can do is be completely locked into i just asked question three and i'm going to ask question four next because if the person you're talking to says something that either demands clarification or follow-up or elaboration something you couldn't have expected wow that's interesting tell me more you have to be nimble enough you want to be prepared enough that you have more than enough that if the game went 20 innings, you still wouldn't be out of stuff. But you're not committed to using it all. Your uh, longtime producer and,
0: I guess, equally close friend, Bruce Kornblatt, mm-hmm. told me he has learned to only ever get nervous if he finds out you're thinking about something too
1: soon. What do you think of that? I'm a little bit like the kid who does the term paper, you know, pulls an all-nighter uh, when it's due. But I still get it done, and it, and it doesn't... The the quality of it isn't diminished. I need
0: need a little bit of pressure. Football Night in America commentaries that you Mm -hmm. used to give, you know, halftime, Sunday Mm -hmm. night football, couple minutes. You oftentimes wouldn't write it until the,
1: the first quarter of the actual game. Yeah, that's right. What I would do is I would pick up the phone and I would call Aaron Cohen, longtime writing collaborator who would be in New York, and I would kind of off the top of my head dictate the general idea he'd shoot me back a draft, then I'd fiddle with it, shoot it back to him, and we'd have it. And usually we finished it about, I don't know, four minutes, five minutes to go in the second quarter. But it would be rare that I'd be thinking about it on Wednesday or Thursday leading up
0: to Sunday. You have at times uh, been challenged when it comes to punctuality. Uh, Oh, yes. Any connectivity between your process for
1: preparing and punctuality? I don't know. I haven't thought about it in that kind of depth, Um, I hope I have some virtues. If among the worst of your vices is that you're not especially punctual, I'll live with that, and I'll cop to that. Uh, In fact, they used to do, at NBC, they would often give me a false start time. We want you here at 9 a.m., when they really needed me at 9.30. Then when I showed up at 9.15, they figured I was 15 minutes early. But my response always was, You've booked an hour for this. I'm gonna get it on the first take. The net is gonna be, you're gonna have 45 minutes of twiddling your thumbs. So what's your complaint? Was there some instance at KMOX back in the day in terms of? Oh, that you're talking about missing the plane to Memphis? Yeah, um, I was the very young voice of the spirits of St. Louis, of the old ABA. I don't take into account the possibility of a traffic jam or whatever it might be. And so I miss the initial flight, but there's another one at five o'clock. There's a thunderstorm and the plane is delayed. And eventually I get to the arena like four or five minutes into the game. And they have my late close friend who was my broadcast partner on home games, Bill Wilkerson back at the station saying, we're having technical difficulties. And he later says that was true because technically you're an idiot. Um, And so I eventually show up, I do the game, my heart is pounding. I'm thinking, for sure, I'm gonna get fired. But luckily, um, they must have seen something in me and they took pity on me and they gave me a stern lecture, but let me continue. But after the game was over, Marvin Barnes, who was the star of the team, draped an arm over my shoulder, trying to console me. And he said, bro, don't worry. If they fire your sorry ass, I've been looking for a little white dude to drive my Rolls Royce, so you got a job. And that's this week's fan favorite. To see more popular videos, go to our YouTube channel at
0: youtube.com slash Graham Bensinger.